This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, we are finally back, and we are more than friends with Ray and Ken's. I'm Ray. I'm Ken's. We're gay. We're dating. We're comedians. We love each other. We love you for listening. That's wait, wait, about no no no, 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 no. I have to stop. I no, have to. There's no reason. There's there's no reason at all. Also, happy Halloween, y'all. Hey, don't try and divert me from what from telling them that we are not dating so each you're other. telling me i'm not single if but you had to choose yeah between fucking me yeah. and one dollar mm-hmm. i would choose the dollar dude <laughs> i'm like what an what, what an weird. insane scenario <laughs> yeah, dude, let me try again you're telling me yeah. you had to choose between fucking me and getting hit by a train getting hit by a train no 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 <laughs> getting hit on the face by the band train okay I would choose the band train still. That's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> to getting hit on the And the other day you said you're the worst comedian I've ever heard. I've never said that. I know. You are actually my favorite comedian and you know that. I know. You're so into me. We had our show last week. Mackenzie, Bombed. I could hear you <laughs> laughing at my punchlines from the green room, which was so far away from the stage. I love listening to you. You're I so into me. It's the most you ever laugh is when you're listening to me do stand up. Yeah. And then when we're in person, you don't laugh at all. I cackle so hard. It's humiliating. I'm like that picture of Brie Larson cackling at Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Yes. That's me. I know the one. Yeah, you know I have something one. to tell you about yeah. that show. Do you remember at the beginning of the show, you and I were kind of getting them started. We're kind of warm. We're doing our thing. Yeah. We're laughing. And right as we're settling in, we hear somebody's phone go off for a second and it sounded like people like screaming and it goes off. Yeah. It was very, a strange noise. Yeah. And I was like, that couldn't possibly be somebody's ringtone. What the fuck was that? I honestly, for a second was like, somebody brought an animatronic dildo. Yes. And they were like going to throw it at us or something. Literally, I was like, yeah, it was sounded robotic. Now, can I oh, do you finish your thought? So we heard that sound from stage. Mm-hmm. And when the next day, mm-hmm. so a full, I think, 24 hours has passed. Yeah. My girlfriend is making me a tea because Shut now I'm British. Fuck up. Was it? She says, I have something to tell you. She specifically told me not to tell Mackenzie. I'm realizing that part of the story now that we are recording and it's far too late yeah. to stop. Yeah. You got to tell me. She says that was my phone. I opened up your guys's Instagram and watched the live to make sure it was working. And it made that sound. That's crazy. It made that sound. Because that was everyone clapping at the beginning of the show and oh, it was lagged. Oh, that makes sense. So she was like, Honestly, that was me. I love your girlfriend. That's very sweet that she did that just to make sure it was working. But it was her. I love your girlfriend. Honestly, so don't do don't care. Now, do you remember uh, at the show when we were talking about the mini thruster, the dildo? Yeah, of course. And I asked if you had put batteries <laughs> in it. As it, yeah, and anyone who has been using a sex toy in the last decade knows that they are all like rechargeable USB. It just shows that I do not use any kind of toy like that. It shows that. your age. It's definitely It shows your age I and your know. experience. Honestly, it shows my experience because my age has nothing to do with it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It doesn't. Uh-huh. It just shows that I don't use anything that you plug in. 
I'm, I'm a manual kind of gal. <laughs> you use ones that you grind like you're churning <laughs> butter. Like you make the Mine own energy from yourself. It's like, you, it's a shake weight. You get to use it for pleasure, but also get a burn while you're doing it's it. It's like one of those watches that you move and then yes. <laughs> for 24 hours it works on its own. A hundred percent. A self-winding yeah, yeah. watch yeah. is what you're referring to. And you're hysterical. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not understand. God, I love, I love doing live shows with you. It's so nice to be back. Me too. And also, well, if you guys want to check out our Patreon, uh, you, you get access to our live shows in real time from they stage. They stream, yeah. So we're going to start doing that from now on. I do want to bring up the fact that we did a dating segment. So oh, we had... We threw together very last minute a segment called Find Steph a Spouse in Under 10 Minutes. And we put on the screen behind us a large countdown timer for 10 minutes. And we brought up three people, random audience members, yeah. to the stage. And we grilled them. We had questions that absolutely had nothing to do with compatibility, but we told them it did. Yeah. And we grilled them and had Steph uh, Martinez, who is one of the, uh, a friend of the pod, F- great friend of the prop. I who, fucking single. love. Single, gorgeous. And looking for love. Yeah. So we did a dating show that on... That Steph did not know we were going to do. No, we and sprung we also, it upon everyone. We also f- picked the contestant for Steph. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, after the entire thing, after the 10 minutes was up, I picked contestant number one. And if I may say quickly, yeah. the three contestants that we truly randomly picked out of a crowd were the hottest three people I've ever seen in my life. Not only that, they are all Steph's type. She told me after, she's like, you could have picked any of them. I would have liked any of them. Yeah, literally smoke shows, gorgeous, yes. open, beautiful people. And so funny. They so were, funny. They were giving incredible answers to our very stupid questions. Uh, so I picked contestant number one. Steph put a uh, ring pop on her ring and got fake engaged on, on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... As far as I'm concerned, that's a real engagement. I mean, it is. Legally, it's binding. Legally bound, yeah. After the show, contestant number one left. Steph did not get her number, which is a huge... Devastating. We were standing outside of the venue on the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah. Just like, okay, so you got her number, right? And Steph's like, I didn't get her number. So we were obviously, you know, distraught. Sad. This is like a Cinderella story. It is. It's sad. Like, Um, Steph is the prince holding one slipper, being like, contestant number one left, and I I forgot to give them my number. Exactly. And technically, they are legally engaged to be wed. Obviously. Um, Steph said the next day, they slid in each other's DMs. Oh, my God. That's so hot. And now they're going out on a date. Shut. It's happening. It's actually happening. It's actually happening. We set them up. I might have picked Steph's future wife. Literally. I mean, I don't want to say that we are gay heroes. We are gay cupids. But we are. I also have a sneaking suspicion because I did Instagram stock contestant. All the contestants. Obviously. But contestant number one and I, I think, had sex with the same girl. Hell yeah, dude. I love that for you. I've been waiting my entire life to have sex with the same person that you did. I know. And it'll it's never... It's insane that it hasn't happened. It, and it probably won't ever happen. I'm oh, I know, because now we've we're stopped. In, yeah. We've stopped having sex, period. 100%. Right? We gave it up for right? Lent years ago, and I just never popped back in. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yes. Um, we're, made, we're, we're literally gay cupids. We are. So if you want to meet somebody, if you're single... You're looking to mingle. Yeah, come to one of our live shows because we do insane segments very often. Yeah, I think I want to make this a regular segment where we have people speed date on stage. Yeah, queered speed dating. And is we're hot. gonna we're gonna hook you up with people. 
I love love and I feel like we're great hosts. It's time. It's so much fun. I my question of do you think Mackenzie stuffs her bra? Is so it really susses out compatibility. Yeah. It really, really does. It'll and tell my me question of <laughs> are you a top or bottom of a bunk bed <laughs> type of person? So funny. It really just really gets to the core of a person. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had so much fun. Um so anyways, let's get into some <gasps> good, 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 good gay news, news. news. Ray, we haven't had gay news in a while. <laughs> there hasn't been any. Psych, everything has turned into gay news. Honestly, yes. So you and I just saw the new Australian Bachelorette. Huge. Um, if you want, on our Patreon, Ray and I watch a couple clips of it and react to it. It is, I would say, the most fun I've had in a long time. Heartwarming and also the Bachelorette has bedroom eyes, ladies and gentlemen. See, you think they're bedroom eyes? I think that she's tight. Ha- the Bachelor is like running her ragged and she's tired if and she does want to go to bed if that isn't the most us <laughs> read of it Mackenzie's like that bachelorette probably hates me and i'm like she probably wants to fuck me I that's did, us in a nutshell honestly every woman who's ever given me those eyes i'm like well they don't like me oh and now i'm realizing they all wanted a hundred percent i'm an idiot i if if i could go back in time i wouldn't I'm happy where I'm at. Also, if you guys listen to our Ever Maynard episode, which came out a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. just so you know, they are single mm-hmm. now. And I would recommend sliding in those DMs if you live in the LA area. Yeah. Ever's looking to party. Yep. I think they actually said, roll in some hay. <laughs> Is that what it was? I love Ever so much. They literally are down to clown. Yeah, they really and are. And also, truly hysterical, great person. Slide in those DMs. Okay, in other gay news, uh, well, the first gay news was the Australian Bachelorette is bisexual now, and it's one of the hottest shows I've ever seen. It's It was only a matter of time before this happened, and I'm just so glad it's happening. Yeah. In other gay news, there are so many more queer characters coming to the Marvel Universe. I'm not ready. Uh, I fucking am. So the Eternals <laughs> is going to be the first one. <laughs> I fucking am. I'll tell you what. Listen, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I am. I I, know. You're such a Marvel freak. I love it. I love seeing a big blockbuster movie. They're my favorite. Cute. Um, And I hate them. Yes. But this will make me watch them. Honestly. Well, so Tessa Thompson is Valkyrie. And Valkyrie has now been uh, crowned king of... Hold on. Hold on. Shout out to the Valkyries, which is Minnesota's uh, women's rugby team. Wait, for real? The Valkyries. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So in Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Valkyrie, which is Tessa Thompson, she's been crowned king of Asgard, and she is searching for her queen. Are you serious? Yeah, that's going to be the movie. So the storyline itself is, like, based on a queer, like... uh, Yeah, the entire arc of her character is going to be her finding her queen. Oh, I love For Asgard, which is Thor's, um, you know... No, I don't, but I... Doctor Strange um, is going to have the lesbian superhero American Chavez. That one's coming out March 25th of 2022, so that's next year. But the one that's coming out soon is The Eternals. And this one I am so excited for. Uh, We have Angelina Jolie, queer. Yeah. Um, We also have, it's going to be the first gay character in the Marvel Universe, which is Fastos. Um, And that is played by Brian Tyree Henry. And in the actual movie, he has a husband, and they will have a kiss scene. If they don't fuck, I'm out. I don't know if they fuck. Honestly, uh, Marvel doesn't usually show sex scenes. But we're going to get a smooch? We're going to get a smooch. That has been confirmed. All right. I'm, so there, I'm in. I mean, we're having the, at least four movies right here. And then we have uh, the Marvels, which is reportedly introducing a gay superhero, Hulking. 
this is great. We're having a ton of gay superheroes coming out. Hot. I love it. I mean, I'm just trying to see yeah. on a big screen more queerness gay. in my face. I think you're going to want to see um, Thor, Love and Thunder. And this is the one a couple months ago we had, remember Rita Ora? Rita Ora. She was making out with her boyfriend and also Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend is the director of this. Oh, hot. So I think they had just wrapped the movie and that was him, Tessa, and Rita Ora all making out. This movie is going to be queer. Kind of a full circle moment. Yes. I'm very here for that. Uh, and you know what? That has been it for <gasps> good, 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 gay news, news. Dude, I've got an inquiry for you. For me? Yeah. Oh. And this one is definitely one that I, I like that we're doing it because we've talked about it before mm-hmm. and we've gone into it, but we haven't talked about it in a minute. So are you ready? I'm ready, please. Also, if you guys have inquiries or bumble fumbles or queer of the weeks, send them on over to us. Okay, so this one is a very quick and easy question, but then there's some follow-up, okay? Okay, I love it. The question is, how do I flirt? Mm. That was the inquiry. And I said, "Where? how are you trying? Is it online, in person? We need some details. I love that you had a follow-up question to of the course. question. Of course. I mean, how do I flirt? Where? 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 What's the context? Yeah, exactly. I feel like the people don't see me as someone sexy or as a sexual being. Like, I'm just a goof. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if I need to be more flirty, and if so, how do I do that without being a creep? Because that's all I want to be, is someone respectful of other other people's boundaries, but then I feel like I play it too safe and casual. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, I'm also newly a free bird, so I'm just going through a breakup and have the desire to experiment more. I have to say, this makes complete sense. I have always felt like a goof and not a sexual being in front of people that I like. 100%. And it is, like I said, I have taken clues and misread people constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think um, flirting is definitely something that you have to, sometimes for some people that like are naturally goofy and not always horny like you. Yeah. It's almost like a learned thing. But I'm also, this is, this is the thing. Yeah. Because I was closeted and also in the closet with my best friend. Who you were. Weren't you? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We were in, we were in a relationship closeted, but to the public eye were perceived as just two gal pals. That was so like upsetting to my core being that basically when I came out of the closet, I was like, I don't ever want to be confused as somebody's friend ever again. Yeah. So I went hard into the direction of flirting. Yeah. And, but also my flirtation is like, I think maybe this could be helpful to you. My flirtation style is also very silly, which is why I never really felt in place at like gay bars out here. Yeah, and your your flirtiness is non-threatening and it's right. not creepy. It's yeah. very like so over the top though that sometimes it could it could be perceived as a joke. Well, that's also when I'm flirting with my friends. Like there is oh, like okay. I, I think that. that um there is such a fine line to like knowing what your assets are, which I think you seem like somebody who's goofy and silly, mm-hmm. but also knowing that like the directness of like a actual like actually like looking in somebody's eyes and saying, I want to take you on a date yeah. has so much power to it, it that a lot of times in the queer community, we are so worried about, oh no, what if we're just friends? Oh no, what if they don't like me? Yeah. That like a lot of times people will like 
dance around the directness of asking somebody on a date. The Bachelorette that we just watched. Exactly. Same thing. They've been friends for three years. 100%. And that's every, I feel like every queer person has gone through that exact yeah. scenario. Of like, I've been look, glancing at you from afar for years as your yeah. friend and I never even took the risk of letting you know that I'm attracted to because you. Because I don't want to fuck up the friendship. Right. And I don't want to make things weird. Right. Or even like, you know, I say, this is like, knowing that you're a silly goofy person is so hot to people yeah like you don't have don't ever worry about like oh i'm too goofy it's probably not working i would just say don't get rid of your goofiness i would just add in some like very simple lines of direct like letting somebody know what you want Mm -hmm. letting you letting somebody know what you like yeah are very simple things that are truly i'm talking Two sentences, add it to your exact flirtation right now, and it could very much change the direction of, like, certain relationships or sexual moments or whatever, Mm -hmm. where you take your flirty, dumb, silly energy, and you literally add in one touch of the elbow, one second longer of eye contact, Mm -hmm. one... you incorporate the word date into your vernacular. Yeah. It will change the outcome of your hangs. Absolutely, because you're not going to get friend zoned. You're not going to get these wishy washy. I don't know what this person wants from me. Yeah, because you're going to be like, this is exactly what I want. It's a date. Yes, literally. And I, f- I know I've given this advice before, but I, I feel like people are not people. It's vulnerable. It's yes, so sure. Hard. It's yeah. scary, of course. But the more pra- it is, l- something that you can learn. You learn it. You I had l- to learn it. You have to really you practice t- it. You told me that when we first started being dating. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> When we were first friends, you did tell me the whole, like, oh, ask somebody on a date. Yes. Don't say, do you want to go hang out? Do you want to get a drink? No. no. Be like, do you want to go, go, go on, on a date? date. Yes. With me. And Done. I, and I did that. And I would go immediately when I was there. I would be the one to be like, let me go get you a drink. Boom. You know, those things that are like, I'm, I'm in charge. This is a date. It's a date. And like, that's. Even if you don't need to be in charge. Right. You know, make your intentions known. Yes. That, at the core, all I'm saying, like, okay, with a date, whatever, people are, whoever, scared little, you know, 18-year-olds yeah. listening to this podcast that are like, people don't use dates anymore. That is totally valid and fine. What the core of it is, it's you're stating your intention. Exactly. However you do that. So yeah. for me, I say date. If you say to somebody like, I'm looking for a friends with benefits situation, that's you saying your intention. I want to take you out. Boom. Say what you want. And yeah. flirt, a big part of flirting is you're recognizing something that you like or mm-hmm. want and you're communicating that to somebody else. Yeah. Your eyebrows. I really love your eyebrows. Yeah. That's something that like is such an easy, innocuous thing that you're noticing. Let somebody know. People, I feel like a lot of times in the queer community, we are so much better at talking online because a lot of us find community through the internet. Yes, yeah. And we're a smaller community. We find, oh, this girl lives... 300 miles away. We've only been talking to each other for six weeks online. Mm -hmm. How do I now flirt in person? Look at them in their eyes. Honestly, touch is the biggest one. Touch is a huge one. I know Mackenzie and I talk about this a lot, but literally if you're in a body, if you're on a date Mm -hmm. in a body position where you're not close enough to touch, move. move. And that's what I did. And uh, Erica says it all the time. Date one, we were sitting across from each other and I got up and moved around the entire table to come sit right next to her. That's beautiful. Because that's what you got to, you got to make the move where you are not too far to touch. I want to be able to grab your shoulder, your elbow, your hand for a second, touch your knee. A hundred percent. Our feet should be sometimes touching. Our knees should be knocking. A hundred percent. Okay. In more ways than one. I don't know how to dance. No, she doesn't. (laughs) Her knees are knocking. No, like just very much 
I think like I I also was very like worried that my I have the energy of your little brother who are at all times. Yeah. Your little brother who is like your needs to be looked at all the yeah. time and is like fumbly and goofy and like and how do you turn that into flirting? But that is where I was like I realized that that wasn't something that I needed to get over in order to get attention from no. women. I realized that that was something that some women find super charming. Absolutely. And so I used that and then I literally like what changed my like I just like realized that I was super desirable and that was confidence um, is huge. Yeah, that was a mindset shift mm-hmm. and it was it was the idea that like I didn't constantly have to be chasing after women. Yeah. That like what I had was more than enough to get girls. So then I was like, oh, great. Like I just realized that there was a whole world of people out there that were like really similar to me looking Mm -hmm. to like, you'll be surprised how many people don't get asked out and how many people would love to have a drink bop for them. Exactly. So come into it with that confidence yeah. and just ask. Literally. <laughs> you would be, I, I agree, I think you'd be shocked at how many people are, will say yes Yeah. when yes. you just put your cards out on the table and mm-hmm. are like, I, th- I would like to take you out. Yeah, because listen, you miss, and sure, some people say no. The amount of, when Mackenzie and I went through our breakup texts, oh my God. We had forgotten how many people rejected us. Yeah, but they didn't reject me before the first date. There you go. They rejected me after after, the, after, <laughs> after they got to know me. No, they liked me at first, and then I definitely blew it the second I opened my mouth. <laughs> Dude, but I fucking did. Yeah, and that will work on, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, but just, getting them on the first date, mm-hmm. that's tough too. Yeah. So, like, I could definitely get people on a first date. Yeah. It was getting them to the second. Hysterical. That I couldn't do. I think putting yourself, being vulnerable, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Like, it, we're living in a world outside of a pandemic. Like, I've been giving this advice since before the pandemic, and now I'm like, we've made it to the point where now you can meet somebody in the wild. Yeah. Go make a fool of yourself. Exactly. Take a risk. I think that's the biggest thing is don't be afraid to take a risk. Yeah. Because... Uh, the pandemic should show you that anything can happen at any time. You don't want to miss any opportunities with people. Yeah. Go for it. You don't want to. And I'm also just like, I'm literally probably because like the way my brain works is like that. Great. If they reject me, yeah. if they're not interested in a date now, I know exactly. I'm like, I don't have to waste my time thinking like what, what it would have happened if what I just took a shot. Yeah. I'm like, I know right away because I'm asking you, would you like to have sex with me? And I know within the that first it's a no. second that it's a huge no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think we answered that one. All right, Ray, you got a queer of the week for me, don't you? Oh, I got a queer of the week for y'all. Here we go. Hello. I just wanted to start off by saying you fine ass bitches are absolutely hilarious. You're starting this off right. This is the way to do it. My girlfriend and I love the pod and our new favorite movie is The Handmaiden. Thanks to your review. I just rewatched this with Nazara for Halloween and yeah. it it's so fucking good. Hold up. She loved it and she doesn't like All right, you know what? I'm going to rewatch it cuz I remember the sex scene was fire. Everything is fire about that movie. You know what I re- want to rewatch? Tell me. Because I just saw um 007, the new James Bond movie. Yeah. Well, his, you know, the one of the Bond girls is the lead in Blue is the Warmest Color. She's the blue-haired girl. Oh god. She's so fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a rewatch just for that very well lit sex scene. 100%. And it's the most of the movie. Yeah. And I bring a napkin because there's a lot of spaghetti. A lot of spaghetti. And also. Hot. 
Okay, my girlfriend and I love... Okay, Handmaiden. Yes, also go watch that movie. Anywho, I would like to nominate my whole entire mom's side of the family. That's a lot. The Parazas. Okay. For Queer of the Week because they are just the best, most supportive gay-ass family ever. Seriously, everyone in is gay on my mom's side. Hell yes. <laughs> this is this reminds me of Steph's family. Yeah. <laughs> Where everyone just after about ten years of being with a man was like, No. no! <laughs> <laughs> I love I love generational lesbianism. Same. It's so beautiful. Yeah. My two very close cousins, Andrea and Michelle, who are sisters and live in Alabama, or I'm sorry, live in Alhambra. <laughs> My illiterate ass. Okay, everyone. Okay, my Michelle, who are sisters and live in Alhambra, gay and single. If y'all weren't taken by your lovely partners, I'd say the date the hell out of them because they're hot and badasses. If they're single, tell them to come to one of our shows and we're gonna hook them up with someone. Literally, my other cousin, Michael or Mikkel, Michelle, M I K H A E L, gay, gay, gay. His boyfriend Jacob is so loving and rad. I do have one other cousin on my dad's side of the family who is also gay and she's fucking amazing. She's a biology major and does lab cool lab shit in San Francisco where she lives with her girlfriend, Erica, who actually introduced me to the pod. So shout out Erica. What up, Erica? Is also, it my Erica? It, it imagine is. if my Erica had two families. Ima- <laughs> Dude, imagine. I can and I love it. I she's don't. She's got the strength for it. I know she does. Also, yes, lab shit in San Francisco. We know, shout out to our lab dykes listening right now in their labs. Oh God, I miss El Rio. Let's go back. For real. And then, of course, there's my gay ass. There's so many gay people in my family, I seriously thought my parents wouldn't believe me when I came out. I thought they would just be like, yeah, okay, sure, Sarah. You're just hopping on this gay train along with everyone else. LOL. But no, <laughs> but no they've been super awesome and supportive. I love that, that their family's so gay that they're like, are you actually gay or are you just trying to be cool like the rest yeah, of us? Yeah, for real. Are you let show us sh- prove it? Let us know if you're actually gay or if you're just trying to like sit at the cool kids table <laughs> at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Back to why I'm nominating the Parazas in the first place. My cousin Michael has one of his first drag shows at Felix. That's in Vegas. Most of us live there. Whoa. And my boy, did we turn up to support him? And boy, were we all the loudest damn people in that bar. Aunts, uncles, cousins, all of us showed up and it was beautiful. Just beautiful. You could honestly, you honestly could not wish for a more supportive and loving family than the one that I have. We're all so close and constantly getting together for family barbecues and family poker night and game night. Wow. Remind me, circle back later, we have to start a poker night. Yeah. Anytime one of us brings over a new partner to meet the fam, we're seriously like, hold on to your fucking hats because shit's about to get cray if you don't drink tequila. Well, guess what? You do now. Cute. I want to hang with these Seriously. people. Wait. I want to hang with the Parazas. We're going to come to Vegas and hang with you guys. Done. We will done. Yeah. We will done. We will done. I'm truly so lucky. I love them so much. So yeah, Paraza fam, y'all are queer as hell and I love you so much. Also, also, shout out to my girlfriend, Madison. She's a badass skateboarder, artist, musician, the most caring and patient woman. She works with kids who have autism and is currently going to school to become a BCBA. We don't know what that is. We don't is. know what that is, and I, w- I refuse to look mm-hmm. it up. Get it, girl. P.S. P.S. Don't read this part out loud. Hold on. Madison. Shh. All right. That's it. 
That's so cute. Thank you for the amazing pause. Keep doing your shit. Okay, so shout out to the Peraza family. Happy Queer of the Week, the whole family. I love this gay family. That um, Queer of the Week made me feel so like happy and warm. I feel like I was being hugged by this like gay family. I love that community within a family. I love that so much too because most of us don't get that. We no. uh, all my family straight, my whole family straight. Me too, and I'm like, God, I would just love one more. I know it's just I nice. joke about being the only one and how I want to be the only one, but I would love one more. I would love one more, and it's just so nice to be with your people. Yeah. And like, congrats to this, and thanks for writing in. If you guys have queer of the weeks, please fucking S- send them over. We are at more than friends podcast at gmail.com. Come. It's C O M. Now, for the movie this week, we are actually doing the TV show, The Morning Show. Yes. And if you have seen it and you're like, hey, that's not gay, keep fucking watching. Yep. I watched and was like, I'm really only here for Jennifer Aniston's arms. Uh, That's so funny that you said that because I vividly remember that my first sex dream was Jennifer Aniston. Really? My first ever sex dream. I think I was pretty into her as well. Uh, growing up, and she's one of the only blondes that I found attractive. Same. She's not my Why usual she... physical type. I'll say that in no, a safe same. space. Um, not that she's not very attractive, obviously, but I was surprised when she popped up in my sexual dreams. Yeah, there's something about her that gives me queer energy, and I think it's just every middle-aged actress yeah. has this confidence that you're like, you could rail, rail me. me. Any woman over the age of... 38. I would say, yeah. Anyone, any woman over the age of 38, especially if they're talented, especially if they're in the public eye, can literally go into their beamer, hit the click to start button, (laughs) rev it up, smash me with their car, send me into the ICU, and doesn't even send me flowers. No, but then Juliana Margulies shows up. Oh my fuck. And Breathes me back to life. Breathes me back to life Not in the ER, a la the TV show. Exactly. ER. Yeah. I feel like morning show, and this surprises me because I this show is very serious. It's a game of cat and mouse. It's very, like, power hungry. We're in the second season. Yeah. It's, you know... A lot of straight actors, they're, like, older, and it's very serious. Well, also, it is not sexy. There is no sex in this show except one scene in, like, the pilot episode yeah. where we see Reese Witherspoon have sex in a bar with a man for, like, three seconds. Second. Yeah. yeah, the show is not, for me, I'm not watching it f- for the sex scenes at all. No, it feels like what I would imagine West Wing to be. Yes, it, yeah, and, would you, and, and would I you never saw it. No, no, I never no, no, saw no. it. But I, I never saw it. I chose not to because of everything about the show. This to me, yeah, you're right. This <laughs> yeah. is such a good point. This is our generation's West Wing, or so I thought. Yeah, exactly. And out of nowhere, in this second, uh, third episode of the second yes. season, enters this new reporter played by Juliana Margulies, who I have never seen before. Same. But her jaw came into the screen first, and I said, "That is a gay woman." Mm-hmm. I I didn't know. I mean, I knew. I knew kind of who I was looking at, but I didn't realize who I was looking at. All I knew is I said... An icon. I said, that's a gay icon. That's a gay icon. I turned on episode three. I said, that right there, that's a gay icon. And I, I saw say, the caller yeah, when the she was interviewing Bradley. Yeah. No, no. She's interviewing... Um, oh, sorry. Yes. Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston's. I said, that caller alone can has holler. slept with more women than I have. Absolutely. And certainly can holler. Yes. <laughs> it was insane. And she comes in and she drops this... Uh, uh, side note, the actress who plays this character i believe is straight uh, well it her job probably feels openly identifies as heterosexual yeah for now yeah and that's irrelevant to everything else we're but reviewing. i just want to say that I, I had said she was gay i oh I, sorry i do not know 
Right. I don't know how she identifies. But, but anyways, her jaw is gay. Has plowed more women than both of us combined. 100%. Uh, and that would be four. <laughs> I if you were counting. No, dude, I lied. It's three. <laughs> it's three. Sorry. They're I lied all about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she comes in. She's interviewing. Then she gives a um, a very quick, because she doesn't, you know, how are you supposed to identify this character as gay? Right. They say, uh, oh, you put the L in. Journalism. LGBT. Yeah. It's such a weird, it's a awkward, weird one clunky line. one-liner. Yeah. That I was like, oh, that was their weird way of being like, this is a lesbian character. Yeah. Which, by the way, you could have just shown us. You could have just fucking exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could have done it in a way different way, a right. more fun way. Um, and then she meets Reese Witherspoon's character. Uh huh. And they start interviewing. You know, they're they're spending a day together, a, a life in Bradley. You know, ter- like really doing this expose mm-hmm. about Bradley. She's this great. You know, Juliana Marley's is this like great reporter. Yeah. Yeah. And they're bonding and it is very like they're you could I read it as they're bonding and like when you're friends with your coworker mm-hmm. where you're like you're professionally bonding. Like they're yes. l- they're liking each other on LinkedIn, but they're not DMing on Instagram. That's how I read it. I read it as that, but I, I do think that Bradley looks up to her 100%. because Juliana Margulies' character Say is it again? a Juliana Margulies. And one more time for the people in the back. Juliana Margulies. It does sound like I'm going down on someone. Her name fucks you back. Yeah, it Like, does. you're saying it, but it feels like you're fucking. <laughs> yeah. Juliana Margulies. It's a lot of, t- it's, it's tongue so heavy. It's so much It's tongue. tongue in his throat. Yeah. It's, it and is. that's what I like. <laughs> so they're meeting each other, but I do think that her character is this, like this iconic, very powerful anchor, news anchor. Yeah. And so she, I do think that she looks up to her and is like, this is somebody that I not only want to be with, but I want to be. Oh, well, somebody she aspires to, looks up to, and yes. is like this untouchable yeah. type of like, maybe broke the ceiling that now, uh, yeah. now that Reese Witherspoon is like walking through. Mm-hmm. Like she really, like, I feel like Juliana Margulies' character really paved the way. Exactly. For women be- to come Right. After her. So there's a lot of mixed feelings. It's like, do I want to be her or do I want to be in her? And let me just say this. Yeah. I, when I was watching it in real time, yeah. I did not even get a hint of sexual tension there, from Reese's side. There is none until there is a lot of eye contact that is drawn out. Right. But it is not the way that we are used to seeing it. It's not overt no, at all. No, it wasn't overt because I really thought, so basically at the end of their work day where they finish the interview, they're driving in the limousine together yeah. in the back seat, mm-hmm. and Juliana Margulies is like, I have one more question for you. Yeah. Were you vetted for your position? Yeah. She's like, off the record, are you vetted? And this question has a lot of buildup to it. And I thought that they were going to be like... Because this question can take down the entire organization. Yeah. And this question has well, a lot of firepower. I know there's a weight to it. And like yeah. also, like, Juliana Margulies was like, this is off the record. Yeah. So, like, let your hair down. So I thought that Juliana Margulies was going to be like... Do are you, you gay? Yeah. Like, yeah. are you gay? Or, like, mm-hmm. would you mind... Like, can I take you out for a drink back at my so place too. but it was a professional question but off the record off the record reese pauses and doesn't answer the question but just goes in for a kiss it is so out of nowhere out of nowhere it's shocking and yeah. i don't know why that question forced her to kiss her me neither and i still will die on, I, on I my agree. grave mm-hmm. don't understand on my it. gravestone it will say still doesn't understand why reese witherspoon decided to kiss juliana margulies in, in the, the back, back of, of that, that limo, limo on episode three of season two of the morning show listen i'll do that for I'm you i'm gonna need a fucking large big, headstone big, yeah it'll it's be gonna a mausoleum. be very expensive yeah i got you 
Um, it's still, even after seeing multiple episodes after that and watching their relationship build, yeah. I still don't understand her motivation for kissing her at that moment. At that moment. It I understand what's sexy. happening now. Yeah, I get it now. And they are now in a relationship, mm-hmm. but it is not sexy. Mm-mm. And it is, oh, the new sh- new episode came out today. Oh, tomorrow. Fuck. Um, it's not sexy, but then they kiss and I'm like, oh, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. And I let me say this. I'm going to critique... It the placement of the kiss, but I love that it happened and I love what is happening with it as we keep watching. We get to have a lot of really fun conversations with Juliana Margulies about her really paving the way, was Mm -hmm. outed, people hated her, and now Reese Witherspoon choosing to keep her sexuality to herself. I think that these conversations Mm -hmm. are super fucking interesting because it feels like a lot of like actresses it would be like a big actress who came out way back in the day and now dating someone who is choosing to stay in the closet even though they can come out and be a voice for us or just being willingly ignorant about their own sexuality yeah and she does she's like i'm not a lesbian yeah what a privilege to be able to fuck somebody secretly and not let it affect your life when you're saying it to somebody who that actually blew up their entire career and they still made it right and i think this speaks a lot to older lesbians right now looking at like these like gen zers are like my sexuality and my gender are irrelevant. Yeah. And having that hit the ears of older lesbians saying, Who well, I fucking march. So what's yeah. going on here? And I find it all very fascinating. No, and I, I love it. It's great television. I agree. And I can't believe that the morning show is the one tackling this issue. Literally. I'm like, so the L word bit off so much that it could chew that it choked on its own season two. Yes. And now we're getting these conversations within the fourth episode of the morning show by all straight actors. Yeah. I was like the intricacies of this arc the nuance is so fun to watch and i'm like i haven't thought about this yeah. as a queer person i want to see what they come up with me too i think what it's are fa- the answers ex- what are their answers they're asking such interesting questions yes. be- beyond and it's just it's brilliant it's i'm fascinated we've by seen it on television it's and nothing I'm, we haven't and it's, it's new and it's fresh and it's mm-hmm. very very interesting i think it's very strange that it's done by in this context with reese witherspoon and also i am mad that the kiss had no build because yeah Yeah. and i will argue to say that most lesbian kisses have too much build they have three seasons worth of building so i i mean partially enjoy that there wasn't but i thought the whole point or so much of the morning show Mm -hmm. is this really well written game of cat and mouse where everything, the, each word, each nuance, each glance has so much weight to it mm-hmm. that you really could have given us. Juliana Margulies could have enticed, seduced, right. and drawn in Reese Witherspoon. But I think the point was that she wasn't going after that. That was yeah, not that. Maybe. That's not in her character. And I think Reese. That's the whole point. Is Reese is the one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Her arc is what we need to follow. Reese not going for it kind of exactly, changes the game. Exactly. But I do. I do like what's going on. And I do think that because Erica, your girlfriend was telling me about an interview that Reese Witherspoon did. Mm -hmm. They, so we read it together. It was uh, Reese Witherspoon is the one that asked for this to happen and that it's based off one of her friends who during the pandemic, she's in her forties kind of came to this realization that maybe I am attracted to all genders and that they are starting to experiment with that in their 40s. So Reese was like, this is what I want Bradley to do. Wow. And it is interesting that Reese Witherspoon came to the writers and is like, I want my character to go this route. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love the topics that they are discussing. I definitely have done this move while playing Truth or Dare as a closeted person. Wouldn't it be crazy if you dared me to kiss 
all I want to do is become a TV executive. Yes. Put myself in the show and yes. say, well, now the Juliana Margulies. Now I have to fuck Juliana Margulies. <laughs> Uh, and then break a vase. Yeah, and then break a vase, and that's it. <laughs> and that's and then I go back. Yeah. I mean, if that isn't everyone's dream, for real. Yeah, I do think like this all is done in a really interesting way to ask a lot of interesting questions. I agree. I'm really liking the conversation that it's starting, yeah. even with us. Yeah, me too. And I don't think that they intended it to be like <laughs> this. I think, honestly, like you said, the L word is trying to do so much in a season that they give nothing. Yeah. And this is something that they're only giving us, like, four scenes, five scenes yeah. total. And I'm already asking so many questions. I know. I think it's really interesting. And I interesting. want more. Me too. And I think it is, like, for me in general, I'm reviewing only what I've seen so far of season two, like... It is hard to watch them live 2020. Yeah. It is really hard to see them not know what's going to happen as we're still trying to shake it. Yes. And yeah. like it is not fun and no. I'm it am overwhelmed and triggered obviously. Yeah. But it is so fun watching celebrities of this caliber be on a TV show. Yeah. And I think Juliana Margulies is a fucking diamond. And she is actually crushing this. Yeah. She makes me come back for more. There's, I mean, ever since we saw, we were like, wait, Reese Witherspoon and, you know, like Jennifer Aniston. I Sometimes you put such huge actors together yeah. that you're watching actors do an act off. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, it works for me every single time. Yeah. And the it is just so fun to see, like, this level of cast at mm -hmm. this level of production, yeah. this amount of money, this big of a deal on Apple TV. And the writing. As, yeah. Exceptional. Doing this. I'm like, yeah. let's fucking do it. Yeah. I, I don't even care. Let's fucking do it. And I'm upset that it's only 10 episodes. That's I'm, I wish that this was given so much longer of a season because mm -hmm. I can't stop watching it. Yeah. I think it's really, really good. And I think it's really fun. Yeah. And it is also just... I This is where I'm like... Of course, there should be niche stories told by the actual group of people for us. You know, mm -hmm. like when we're watching like campy little queer movies yeah. that like no one else is going to see. Yeah. I fucking love them. Obviously, I am on board. I own, but I'm a cheerleader on DVD. Absolutely. But when it's Reese Witherspoon, an A-list actress, yeah. giving us this storyline. and it's, it's fantastic. And it's truly, I mean, this show is not gay. This is not a gay show. Right. It's not billed as that. It is the West Wing <laughs> of our generation. Yeah. And it coming in with the main character kind of going through a discovery of their sexuality. This is very important I for it's fantastic. our nation. Yes. Uh, honestly. It's so fun. And like, we need to have it all. We yeah. need to have the niche stories for us, by us. But also having queer storylines done on this scale, like, is let's fucking go. Like, let's fucking go. I am on board. I think it's super fun. I think I'm like very excited to watch more. And yeah, yeah I'm fucking fully buying full-size Cardboard cutouts of Juliana Margulies. <laughs> I can't, dude. Like, literally, stop. I'm and very I think she's about to be this. diabolical. Uh, yeah. I think she's about to be diabolical. No, something's gonna happen. Give ha me I a gay villain until it works for me. Oh, I want her to hit me. 100%. I want her to throw two books at either side of my face. Honestly, yeah. to smash them and then call me a dumb sandwich or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know. I um, think it's great. How many gloves would you give five. season two so far? Five. Wow. I'm Incredible. here for it. I cannot stop watching. I'm giving it four because I thought the kiss came out of nowhere. Doesn't matter. And 
Um, a lot of queer kisses come out of nowhere, dude. Honestly. They do. Honestly, look at you, Ken's counteracting. I'm, I'm so into this show, you have no idea. Wow. Well, we better watch episode two. It's yeah. coming out soon. Or yeah, well, you, you know what the fuck I'm saying. The next episode. This has been such a fun episode. Is there anything else you wanted to tell to our baby? Thanks for listening. I love you guys so much. Thanks for this podcast makes me feel like the world's going to be okay when I'm here with I you and feel like I'm okay again. I love just building this community. We're going to keep building it and going on the road again soon. Yeah. So, so buckle stay up. Stay tuned. I'm Ken's. I'm Ray. Go to something gay today. <laughs>